Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones. I'm here with Jason Barrett. Jace, how you doing today, buddy? Doing good, doing good. Keeping up with my rehab. Uh, actually, I got a um, random aside, as I always do to start with. Um, got a skin check yesterday. Uh, highly recommend everyone, especially if you're in Australia, get your skin checked. And got a little mole zapped out that was, uh, that was just looking a little bit abnormal. So uh, yeah, it uh, it definitely makes you feel mortal when they actually do the skin check. And it's not just like, oh, you're fine. It's like, oh, this one looks a bit weird. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking sunscreen up every day now. I'm going <laughs> to start running long sleeves. <laughs> I haven't got my skin checked in 40 years on this planet. <laughs> I should. Oh, man, well, you're, in, you're in Tasmania. I'm pretty sure you guys don't get any UV down there. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> well, today, guys, we are going to talk about the five things you can do to get shredded for summer. So if anyone's on, on a shred, right, they're losing weight currently, but they want to lose weight maybe a bit faster. Um, you know, they're like summer's coming for everyone down here in the Southern hemisphere. And you're like, you know what? I want to just, you know, take it up a notch. I want to torch a bit, bit of fat, a little bit faster. We're going to talk about the five things you can Im- implement one of these things, or you can implement all five of these things, um, over the next 12 weeks and really turn up the fat burning effect, um, to drop more kilos and feel even better, even faster. Now you don't have to do them all. You can pick one or you can pick five. Um, if you pick five, like you're going to be going hectic. Um, but you know, just take what you can and you even could implement a little bit from all of them. And you're also still going to increase your fat burning for summer as well. So have a listen today, guys. I really want you to take some notes because you can implement any of these things and you're going to take your fitness and your fat loss to the next level. And the first thing I want to talk about today is is probably the easiest one for, uh, I would say the easiest one for most of us to do. It's definitely the easiest one for me to do. It's looking at our steps on a daily basis. And this only really works if you know what your average steps are. If you're someone like myself or a lot of people out there, you have a smartwatch, which counts your steps for you. Um, you can download a step tracking app to your phone, but then you'll have to be tracking your, you know, carrying your phone with you all the time. But if you know you're currently working like 8,000 steps a day and you're like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing my 8,000 steps a day and, you know, whatever that is per week, 56,000 or whatever it is, um, you know what your average is. If you bump up your daily average by say 3,000 steps a day, this is going to burn an extra 180 calories every single day, which works out to be about an extra 1,260 calories a week and an extra 15,000 calories over the next 12 weeks, which will get you losing an extra two kilos of fat loss just by getting the extra steps in. If you think about it, to be honest, it's like 3,000 steps a day and you're walking 8,000 steps a day currently, there's extra 21,000 steps a, a week, which is to be honest, an extra two, what is it, nearly three days of walking or two and a half days of walking, you're getting in just by bumping those little, it's like all you have to do is three 10-minute walks. So what are you currently doing? Add an extra three 10-minute walks in and you've lost an extra two kilos over the next 12 weeks just by getting some extra steps in because that is a massive mover when we look at our total daily energy expenditure. Yeah, you're moving your body more. You'll get like, this is the biggest thing we tell all the guys, like, Everyone gets so caught up in, oh, I didn't do my training sessions or I, I couldn't hit my, my, you know, my, my gym session. It's like, well, that's all well and good. But if, if your main goal is fat loss, the main thing you should be concerned about is, are you hitting your daily steps? Are you getting that movement in? That is one of the <coughs> things we've talked about, the power of your daily steps so much. And yeah, you can break down, oh, it's only 3,000 a day. You know, guess what? That only means an extra 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at midday, 10 minutes after work. You can do a lap of the block 
after work before you get into your car and drive home or you can catch public transport and walk a little bit further before you get to your car i've done that before where i've gotten gotten off the train i've gotten to the car park of my uh, of my you know where my car is and i'm like all right i'm just gonna do uh, it probably looks a little bit weird don't do it at night time but uh, i did a lap of the the train station car park and um and then went to my after did like a couple of laps to get to my car so i could do an extra couple thousand steps just to get that extra bit of um fat burning in it's not something you have to do permanently but if you do these are things that you could just slot into what you're doing to be like you know what i'm just going to take that that's what i'm going to focus on i'm going to use that just to get a little bit of extra fat burning uh, a little bit of extra movement in to um yeah to get that little bit extra diced for uh for summer well, if you think about it, if you're averaging like half a kilo loss over the next 12 weeks anyway, and you're losing, you know, say six kilos, then you're taking it from six kilos to eight kilos of fat lost over the next 12 weeks, which is an extra 25% just by focusing on your steps that little bit more. So I, I think it's something that it doesn't take too much um, thought planning. Out of all the, all, all the um, strategies, this is the easiest. You just got to walk a little bit more. Straightforward. Straightforward. You just get an extra 3,000 steps in a day. For me, like I've got to walk, anyone who's on YouTube, I've got a walking pad next to me. I pull it out. Um, you know, it only goes up to 6Ks an hour. Um, and I, I get my steps up like an hour of, on the walking pad just while I'm doing my computer work um, at like 3Ks to 3.5Ks an hour. I literally just chuck my watch in my um, pocket because I'm using both my hands for my typing and I can get an extra, I can get 6,000 steps in an hour. And I know for me that bumps up my daily steps easily to like 14,000. So all I got to do is just have that focus. And if you can't do walking pad, you know, you just find those times throughout the day. But for me, I look at how can I fit stuff in into my current constraints, not add things to my already busy day. So if you've got a business or you've got an office job, um, you know, a walking pad is like $300. Um, it slides up against the wall, literally like an ironing board. And, you know, it does, and just pop it under your desk. I've got a $100 sort of very kind of desk from Officeworks. I pop my thing up and I start walking and I start typing or doing my phone calls. And, you know, it's easy for me to smash out my steps. And for me, you know, those are my days where I'm constantly about 14,000 steps when I focus five days a week on just an hour a day um, on my walking pad whilst I'm doing my current work. So that is the first thing. Okay. The second thing, now we're going to get short and sharp today, guys. These are five tips that you can dramatically actionable. just draw actionable. Yeah. You're going to listen. You go, okay, I'm going to walk 3000 steps. Okay, done. Um, the next thing, what we're going to do is you're going to cut your calories. Now, uh, if you, if you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You eat less, you'll lose more. Um, now, but what you have to understand with this is there's a couple of different ways to do it. And we're going to talk about the how after I talk about what it actually means. If you're currently tracking your calories and you have a coach, well, listen to your coach um, or ask your coach about this. But if you're tracking your calories currently and say you're on that, say 2000 calories a day you're tracking, you could cut three days of the week okay, down to 1400. So you're cutting an extra 1800 calories off your weekly calories, because we all know it's not daily calories that matter, it's weekly calories that actually make the difference in fat loss. So cut three days down by 600, losing an extra 1800 calories a week in our deficit. Over 12 weeks, this gives you an extra 21,000 calorie deficit, which will equal to about three kilos of fat loss. So you cut three days down and that's going to get you going. Now, for me, I look at two different ways of cutting calories. One, how do we do this? Um, for me, I like it just an alternate day calorie cut. So you have one low day, one high day. So every other day you're having a high day. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we could cut our calories down. Now, you don't have to do it like this. 
Okay, but this is a simple way to do it. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I have these simple meals. I eat a little bit less. New, no Tuesdays, <coughs> Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. I eat my normal calories, which is happy days. And I, I would say you want to cut them from your carbs. So you're just going having a higher protein-based day, leaning towards more veg and um, some some fats inside your irregular fats that you're currently eating. So you'd cut those extra calories from your carbohydrates. So it's easy to know exactly where you're doing it. Cause with this, you're going to still keep your protein super high. And one of the ways that I would do it is, um, and there's two, I guess there's two ways that I would think about it as well. Number one would just be to do an intermittent fast, where it's like, if you normally eat breakfast, you just cut out breakfast and eat lunch and dinner as normal. That's the hard part that people struggle with. They'll get to lunch and they'll be like, oh, I haven't had breakfast. I'll have a little bit more. No, no, no. If you are eating relatively consistently and you have kind of the same stuff every day, if you just cut out breakfast and then you keep your lunch and your dinner the same, that breakfast could be the thing that is, you know, six, 700 calories, depending on what you have, right? Um, the that So that, that would be sort of option number one, if you are having a, a bigger breakfast. Um, option number two for me is then to find a swap with, if you are eating breakfast, mm. lunch, and dinner, find a swap with your breakfast and lunches that work. And I've talked about this um, ad nauseum, but uh, my when I'm bulking, uh, <laughs> I tell people this all the time, when I'm bulking, I'll eat oats, peanut butter, uh, protein powder, blueberries, and like it's like a full cup of oats with milk, with um, peanut butter, berries, and, uh, and protein powder. That comes out to about 700, 750 calories. I can swap that for my standard cutting breakfast, which is a cup of um, low-fat yeah. or no-fat Greek yogurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be a breathitarian. Just go get sunlight on your sun, sun your your perineum, uh, all that shit. We just expose your butt to the sun. You get your energy from there. Photosynthesis like a plant. Um, <laughs> but um, what, what I'll do is I'll have a, a, a serve of low-fat Greek yogurt, like a Chobani, which is 15 grams of protein, bugger all anything else, scoop of protein powder, two wheat bigs and some berries. And that ends up being about three, 350 calories. Mm. So you already cut out like three, 400 calories just from the breakfast. And then for lunch, if you're typically having a wrap, if you're typically having a sandwich, like one of the key things we recommend to a lot of our guys is like, keep it simple, have just like a wrap with a bunch of chicken, bunch of ham, bunch of tuna, something like that. And just keep it contained, keep it simple. You swap that for a salad, right? You can cut out, for example, maybe the cheese, you cut out the, um, the wrap, and then you just have a bigger serve of protein with just, you know, veg, um, it could be roasted veg, could just be fresh like a salad. You're going to cut out another, I guess, two, three hundred calories from that. Done. That's your uncle. You've, you've you've cut out you've cut that out without drastically changing your days, without drastically like, oh, I can't eat breakfast. You've still got the food in there. You just cut down the portion sizes. It's just making sure that by cutting down on those portion sizes, you're not then unconsciously snacking and doing other stuff. So it is something that you have to do with intention, and you've got to keep the rest of your day the same. Otherwise, it's not like, oh, it's a magic free. Uh, less calories in my day hack and then you go and eat a bunch of snacks and have a bigger dinner well it's like well no you just fucking compensated for it so exactly it doesn't work it, like keep, that yeah exactly keep it front of mind be aware of it but those are the two the two ways that i would do it if you were going to do some um lower days and also for some I've, there's some of the guys i talk to that they just get so fucking busy on their weekends they almost like forget to eat and they're like oh like yeah, they get up and they're in a rush and they've got the kids sport and all this kind of stuff if you have a particularly busy day that is again a perfect day for you to experiment with this and then say cool you know what i'm just going to have like a protein shake for lunch or i'm just going to have i've already got some chicken in there that's what i'm going to have for lunch i'm just going to skip breakfast with running around doing stuff anyway and we'll just have a normal dinner and boom guess what that might be the day for you so my my other advice is when you have days when you're either particularly busy or not particularly hungry, just uh, I've had this this conversation with a bunch of my clients where they're like, oh, I'll get to the end of the day and I'm pretty full and I haven't even hit my calorie goal yet, right? Which is 
when you have a good coach and you know pat myself on the back but it's like you have a good target um and you are choosing good foods you can get to the point where you are full Mm. on a fat loss diet um and these guys are and they're like oh but you know should i try and hit it i'm like just take it as a win of like cool that's an extra 200 calories i burnt today because i'm not hitting the target because i'm just not hungry there's no point stuffing yourself for the sake of it so take those days where you are not particularly hungry and just run with them as and cool you know not particularly hungry today cool i'm not going to eat just for the sake of eating um and just take that extra fat burning to the bank exactly and i think the biggest thing when you're cutting your calories on these days guys i still want you to make protein top of mind so you want to be having about 1.5 to 2 grams of protein per kilo um so that's that's key for us so it's like top of mind 1.5 to 2 grams of protein if you're 100 kilos you're gonna have 150 grams to 200 grams of protein um if you do this and you're in a deficit Protein is muscle sparing. So it will help you retain muscle mass so you aren't losing it and you're primarily losing fat mass while you're in a deficit, that coupled with strength training. So really make sure we're still hitting our protein goals and we're not just cutting out our you know, protein to try and drop it down. So we cut it from our carbohydrates. So there's a bunch of different hacks you can do, guys. Jace has them on the Instagram page. You can go check them out. You can check spudlight uh, potatoes to spudlight potatoes. You just save 25% calories there. You can change that to pumpkin. You save like 50% calories there. You could go like, there's so many different ways to do Cauliflower it. Cauliflower no, I'm not going there. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay, fuck cauliflower. I said to live the other day. It's like the I just I look at it. I'm like it doesn't have a taste to me, and I just don't like it. So I'm definitely like shit sometimes too. Exactly. It just that's what I mean. So it's got this taste, and I think because I've smelt bad cauliflower as well. I think I've got these yeah. you know memories that you know PTSD from the cauliflower. Um, so I don't want to bring that back up. So with this. You can do the cauliflower rice if you want, but I don't recommend it. The third thing, okay, but if you do this, guys, an extra three kilos of fat loss. So you have to understand bumping your calorie, uh, dropping your calories, that's going to help you lose an extra three kilos of fat loss. Again, if you're already losing, you know, three kilos, a half kilo a week, and you lose six kilos over the 12 weeks, you can lose an extra three kilos. So you could lose nine kilos over the next 12 weeks just by doing this. The next thing I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say, you can increase your cardio. So, you know, you might not be doing cardio. You might just be lifting at the moment. So that's something you could be doing. Instead of um, just doing your lifting, what you could be doing is you could increase your cardio by approximately 45 minutes of two sessions per week. So if you do 45 minutes, two sessions per week, just jump on a stationary bike. I don't want you to start hammering the running or anything like that. You can if you want. But if we increase our cardio by two days a week, 45 minutes on a stationary bike, you're going to burn about 350 calories per session, which is an extra 700 calories a week, which is an extra 8,400 calories over 12 weeks, which you're going to lose about just over a kilo, about 1.2, 1.3 kilos um, extra on top of what you're currently losing over the next 12 weeks. So cardio is something that if you have the time, so again, we didn't say do all of these, you can, but if you want to choose, you're like, oh, I don't have time for an extra 30 minutes a day of my steps, you might have time to find two 45-minute cardio sessions in, in there. And that's going to help you lose an extra kilo over the next 12 weeks by adding in some not incidental cardio, more direct focus, conscious cardio into your weeks. What to do? Jump on a bike. Don't You're not in the Tour de France. This isn't you trying to race people up a hill. This is you just going moderately hard on a bike whilst you're watching Netflix for 45 minutes. 
Yeah, it's it is again. It's one of those um, schedule based things. I know guys who will work, uh, you know, shift work, or they'll have some days that are particularly long or a bit different, and it's all about your circumstances. Either you can fit it in on a daily basis, you know, you can do a little bit each day, or you can do the concentrate like, with the steps, or you can do the concentrated sessions of cardio where you're just getting it done, you're getting into the zone with it as well. Um, so you got to find which one works best for you. Most people kind of gravitate towards one or the other, or both. Again, if you're a crazy person and you've got the yeah, I'm going to do three thousand and I'm going to do uh, 45 minutes twice a week. But um, yeah, just adding in that extra cardio session is a, it is a lever that you can pull to get extra fat burning. Um, and as Travis said, if you've got the ability to do it in front of the Netflix, if you've got the ability to do it, um, one of my guys, uh, he, he sits in front of his Xbox and he's got the controller and he's able to do a bit of uh, a bit of work on the bike while he's, you know, getting his heart rate up, playing Call of Duty, whatever it might be, um, you know, you can get it done. So yeah, just find that, find that space, find that time. Most most guys I speak to have something in there. And I mean, look, you could also do 20 minutes of more intensity on the rower. You could do a bit of a higher intensity. A lot of guys I know have rowers and, and you know, the bikes and that kind of stuff. If you, you can, you can trade time and intensity other kind of, um, that's like the, the trade-off that you can make. You want more time, you can do less intensity. You want less time, you got to do more intensity. So just consider that when you're in there as well, you can scale them, but two cardio sessions a week is not a lot. And it also pretty like if you're not doing any kind of cardio like zone two work um you're missing out on recovery you're missing out on um just just a lot of health benefits as well so it's always considered yeah heart health your heart is a muscle too train that yep. too bros exactly and guys it might not be 45 minutes times two um a week you could do 13 minutes every day Okay. Um, so it still works out to be 90 minutes a week. Uh, it's like funny. one episode of Bluey. <laughs> exactly. You're fine. <laughs> Every time Bluey comes on, you have to do yeah. 10 burpees and then you would have smashed it. Um, <laughs> in fu- funny you said that though, Jace, when you said it's like, if you go harder, you can go shorter. Or if you go slower, you can go longer. Park run on the weekend with Jax, right? So my eight-year-old um, and my six-year-old, we do park run every single week, which is the 5Ks on a Saturday morning. Um, now, Jackson on Saturday morning said to me, Dad, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm like, you don't feel it every day. But just because we don't feel it doesn't mean we don't do it, okay? I think it's a, it's a good lesson to learn. And it's like, because remember, you know, amateurs wait for motivation. Athletes just do it no matter what. And it's just trying to ingrain discipline into my eight-year-old son. And some people think I'm crazy for it, but uh, we, you know, we'll see in 30 years, right? When my son beasts yours. But, <laughs> but um, uh, jokes aside, he says to you, I'm not feeling it. I was like, dude, we don't have to, to go as hard as we can today. But if we go slower, we go longer. So if we don't do park run. We're going to do eight and a half Ks. So you get to choose. Do you want to go fast and short or do you want to go slower and longer? And he's like, oh, we'll go slower and longer today. I was like, it's all right, man. Because he actually hasn't run eight and a half Ks before either. Um, When we got to the eight and a half K mark, I was like, hey, do you want to do another lap? Because every lap's about one and a half Ks of our park run, our local park run. He's like, no, dad, I just want to go hug mum now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But we got to the 5K mark. And the funny thing is with Jack's, he did his park run in 24.45, so under five-minute Ks for his 5Ks, and that's him doing it slow. And then he just, like, we did another lap with Finn and Liv because Finn normally takes a little bit longer, and then we did another lap as a, as a lap after that. Uh, but he learns, right? And he, he understands, like, from now on, you know, we can go hard and fast, 
or we can go slow and long. Both are good for you. You just have to choose what you want to do in the day. And I think that's exactly what I taught my son. I'm teaching you right now. You get to choose which one you want to do. And sometimes it depends where you are mentally for that day, which one you're going towards. If you haven't got 100% in, just go a little bit longer, go a little bit slower. Um, so guys, strategy. Um, next strategy is increasing your protein intake. Because when I say that, guys, also doing the, it's going to help you lose an extra kilo a week before we move on. An extra kilo a week you lose by doing those two cardio sessions. A kilo a over the 12 weeks. Oh, sorry. Yeah, a kilo over the 12 weeks. I'd love it to a kilo a week. Um, kilo, <laughs> a kilo over the 12 weeks. So 13 minutes a day or 45 minutes times two, an extra kilo over the 12 weeks or just over that. Um, and it's just doing a little bit extra. So if instead of losing the six kilos, you will lost just over seven kilos. So it helps out to lose that little bit extra fat around the midsection. The strategy we're looking at now is we're going to look at um, going increasing your protein intake. So when we increase our protein intake, um, there's a thing called the thermic effect of food. So when we have a total daily energy expenditure, the thermic effect of food is a big lever in there. It's actually is bigger than our exercise, our training. So, <clears throat> so when we look at this, if you currently burn, you burn calories through digestion. So the average person, you know, burns somewhere between 15 to 20% of the calories per day um, through digestion. Depends if they're higher protein, lower protein, more processed or unprocessed foods. But fats, fats have a 1% to 3% thermic effect of food. So you burn about 1% to 3% of the calories of, of fats off through digestion. Carbs have a 5% to 10% thermic effect of food. So you burn about 5% to 10% of the calories you eat from carbs through digestion. Protein has a 30% thermic effect of food. So you burn off a third of that chicken breast you're eating just through digestion. Okay, so you burn off a third of the calories. So if we look at it and you're tracking your calories, because obviously you're going to be tracking your calories if you're trying to lose weight, because what we look at is what we measure, we manage. Okay, so we're managing our calories because we're managing our weight loss. So if we're currently eating about 120 grams of protein per day, and with that, we're burning about 144 calories through digestion. If we bump that up, okay, to 220 grams of protein per day, then we're going to increase our thermic effect of food, our digestion burning calories up to 309. So it's actually about a, over about 150 calories a day extra you're burning just by bumping protein. Now, if you bump protein, <clears throat> then you're going to reduce carbs and you reduce fats. So you know, we want to just keep the calories the same, but you're manipulating your macros. So you bump up protein by, you know, 100, 100 grams, which is going to increase your calories by 400. And you can just subtract that off your carbs and fats. Now you're going to be burning that extra 150 a day, guys. That works out to be about 770 calories extra you're burning just through eating, through doing nothing else but eating, okay, each week, which is about 9,200 over the 12 weeks, which again is going to help you lose about 1.2 to 1.3 kilos of fat on top of what you're currently losing. It's a simple thing to do. It's very simple. Increase protein and have a more protein-rich diet, and that's going to help you, one, stay fuller for longer, keep you muscle-sparing, in help increase you know, your gains, your anabolic status, um, and it's going to help you like lose more fat. Jace, what you got to say? Um, I was just thinking of some of the strategies I used to do when I was hitting around 200 grams of, uh, of protein. I'm hitting at the moment about two grams per kilo. <laughs> now that I'm a bit leaner and a bit smaller, um, um, you know, it, that's actually a, quite a reasonable, very, uh, almost like 
easy target to me. I hit it by accident a lot of the time. But when I used to try and hit about 200 grams of protein a day, I was doing intermittent fasting and that ended up looking like two, like two big ass fucking meals, right? So it was like a massive lunch and a massive dinner where I would have somewhere like four or 500 grams of meat at each of those. And that would get me about 200 grams of protein right there just by eating almost like a kilo of meat in a day. You just get a big ass cut of rump. That's like, you know, usually it's like the biggest and cheapest cut that you can get. That's still a decent tasting steak. It's like 400 grams. You get this massive thing. This is probably before meat prices were what they were. Um, but you have something like that. Let's say you even have like a 300 gram cut of meat. You just, you, the, the trade-off you make is like, cool, instead of having meat, potatoes and veggies, I'm just going to have bigger meat and veggies, right? And then you get, you ax a bit of the potatoes. Same thing if you're having it with rice, chicken, with a wrap or with you know noodles whatever you're just trading out your 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 um your ratios you're just reducing the carbs or the fats a little bit increasing the protein trading out chicken thigh for chicken breast and reduce the noodles have a bit more those are the kind of little swaps you can make that make it a little bit easier um but yeah you just you you look at if you are having a very protein rich breakfast and you're getting like you know greek yogurt berries and protein powder right one of the default breakfasts we absolutely love um it just it's it's so good for our dads like it's easy it's a no-brainer um you know you get a big hit of protein in there and then you just have a bit of volume as well right there's yeah. volume in it which keeps them full yeah it's something that it keeps you full it's 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 not a, like a piddly little thing and depending on the protein powder you get to me it tastes pretty fucking good right it's pretty mm. decent t- decent tasting berries for health you know you can tick the box that says i ate healthy today um, we <laughs> ran out of frozen berries and uh Amy had a thing a little punnet of raspberries so i had to ask lauren i was like can I have some of Imogen's raspberries? It's like, yes, but only two. So I had my lonely breakfast with like two little berries. I was like, health, I did it. Um, but yeah, you make the couple of those swaps. You just bump up the the, pro- the size of the, the meat or you swap something like, for example, your rice for beans or chickpeas or something like that. Again, a little bit more higher protein in those sources of food too. You, there's a number of different ways you can do it. But um, you know, even if you just focused on big cuts of meat <clears throat> twice a day, you're going to get there relatively easily. And most guys will, be, will enjoy that. It just means you can't have it with, you know, smothered in gravy and also with a big hunk of potato, but that meat will keep you fucking full. That's for sure. Dude, 100%. Nice big steak and a couple of eggs or some scrambled eggs slash egg whites for dinner with a little bit of veg. Like, steak man, and eggs is steak and eggs is, legit. I know. It's like any, and put a bit of like Tabasco on top of your eggs. Oh, uh, like, dude, like I'm feeling like I'm going to have that for dinner. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> Like that's my go-to, like steak and eggs. Like I love it any time of the day. Give it for me for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Steak and eggs is legit. Um, but that's going to help you lose over a kilo, guys. About 1.2, 1.3 kilos um, extra over the 12 weeks. So remember, guys, you know, if we're looking at it so far, just by bumping your steps by 3,000 steps a day, it's going to help you lose an extra two kilos, okay, over the 12 weeks if we cut our calories down and keep the protein high we're going to lose an extra three kilos so if we cut we're going to lose six we're losing 500 grams a week and we're losing six kilos now we've lost eight now you've lost 11 if you do 45 minutes on the bike twice a week or 13 minutes a day we're going to lose an extra kilo we're going to lose 12 um kilos now over the next sort of 12 weeks if we increase our protein um then we start tracking this we're going to lose now 13 kilos over the next 12 weeks instead because we're just Everything adds up. Again, you don't have to do it all, but you can if you want to be shredded for summer because that's what this episode's all about. Five things you can do to get you shredded for summer. Um, now, the last thing I want to talk about is actually measuring your food. Now, I know a lot of people don't like it. They're like, oh my gosh, it takes it's so hard to measure my food. I was like, yeah, well, like, do you, same as measuring your bank account, right? Same as measuring your purchases. 
it, but you're going to use a set, a set of scales. So you can get some kitchen scales and it's very simple for you to do. Um, you don't have to measure everything. You can just use some common sense and we'll go into the how in a second. But when we're estimating our food, we're eyeballing our food. Oh, that looks about 200 grams of steak or that's about a cup of veg. It's the same size as my fist or you know, however you're me measuring your food. When people eyeball things, they're normally about 20% off. Okay. Now, if you're eating the 1800 calories, that means you are probably or could be eating 2000 calories. So an extra 20% on top of that. So instead of eyeballing it and we start measuring it, we're going to probably save about 200 calories every single day. And this includes not grabbing your kid's food and eating it. That's another strategy altogether. Just don't do that. Um, but you're going to save an extra 800, uh, an extra 200 calories a day, which works out to be another 15,000 calories across the 12 weeks because you measured your food, which equals an extra two kilos of fat loss from that brings us up to like third, what is that? Like 15 kilos or something like that, or 14 something kilos in, in the 12 weeks if you did all this guys. But measuring your food is a big thing, especially if you've never measured before, okay? If you haven't measured before, you've got to measure because you actually don't know what things are. Your estimation is very um, shit. To put it plainly. Yeah, so one, one serve of peanut butter is not what you've been putting on. No, no, not at all. Um, to be honest, like I would say most people need to cut peanut butter out altogether just at the start of the shred. Because it's, it's just something that people go, Oh yeah, that's a tablespoon, knowing in their head it's not. You're lying. Okay, just because it fits on top of a tablespoon doesn't mean it is a tablespoon. Okay. <laughs> so that is very true. It's, it, it's, I could get a whole fucking tub on a tablespoon oh, if I tried that. 100%. Enough. I just stick the spoon in the jar and I've got the jar on the spoon and I'm good to go. <laughs> um, so, but that's a big thing for me. It's like when I'm trying to cut properly, I'm like, dude, I can't have peanut butter, I can't have hummus. Right, I can't have hummus and crackers. I'll eat a packet of cicadas and a tub of hummus in the sitting by myself. Like, I, it's it's a fast. I'm on the fast lane to to not losing weight if I'm eating that. But so it's like knowing my not go tos. Like peanut butter is one of them. Hummus and crackers is another one of them. So, but those those are really it for me. Like, I have two things. Um, and if I'm going to get a cat, like there's a new cafe, um, coffee shop down where we are and they, she makes some really good cookies. I was like, but they make these peanut butter cookies that like sandwich between like a peanut butter cream sort of thing. I was like, that's definitely like 700 calories. Um, I don't have those. <laughs> and, that's, that's, uh, so, a good, that's a good, that's a good call, man. It's a good thing. It's like, don't, don't have those. Um, but I know, I know there's like three things I stopped doing and all of a sudden I'm smashes me into a deficit without mm. changing anything else in my life. Just like you said, like you, you, if you know your two or three things, I'm in a surplus. Now I'm in a deficit. And it's really simple. That's if you actually measure your food. So Jace, with this, what's your tips about measuring food? How do we make it well, easy? You, you really have got to respect and understand the, the tear, tar, tear function on your mm. scale, which is basically the zeroing function. So you get your scale, you pop it on, the, you pop it on. You don't need to try and put every single ingredient on it once at one at a time. Wait, you just put whatever you're eating, you put your fucking plate on, it's going to say, oh, 230 grams of plate. All right, hit the tear button. It's zero. Mm. Then first ingredient goes on. Steak, oh, 230 grams. You can, if you don't want to track it right then and there, just snap a quick fucking photo of it so you can track it afterwards. Yep. Um, cool, 230 grams of cooked steak, done. Tear it again, zero, right? Rather than be like, oh, the steak was 230 and the potatoes were, da, da, da. no, tear it. Next ingredient, oh, about 150. And then here's the thing if you pre track and pre estimate mm. what you're going to have, then you just measure to that. And then you don't, it's like, I know that 200 grams of steak, 
150 grams of potato with, you know, five grams of butter is going to fit my calories and that's going to fit my dinner for today. Rather than just eyeballing it and estimating it, right? Yeah, and there's, there's also a difference with volume measurements, things like a cup. I'll always do a cup of rice, um, but there's a cup of rice and then there's a cup where you've just fucking packed it in there, right? And that's the reason there's there's like issues with, um because I'm, I'm a bit of a home cook myself, when it comes to things like baking, there's a difference between, uh, and they'll, sometimes they'll say, if you all right, use a cup, but you've got to spoon the flour into the cup and then level it with a knife. That's an exact cup. Or they'll just give you a gram measurement because you can get very different volumes of certain things in a cup. So first, pre-track is the biggest thing. Pre-track your food and then scale your uh, dinner to match what you've tracked rather than just trying to track what you kind of feel like putting on the plate. So if you pre-look at your dinner and say, okay, cool, I've got you know 700 calories left. I'm going to put in... 200 grams of, you know, fillet steak. And then there's like 200 grams of spotlight potatoes. Uh, all right, cool. I know that that's going to, yeah, it's probably not going to get you close, but they're fucking extra, extra deficit. You can have a, a skinny cow afterwards as well. <laughs> but put your plate on, put on your steak. Cool. Yeah, about 200 grams. If you're having like a roast as well, especially, right? You can slice up the roast, put it on, done. Then tear, put on the potatoes until it hits 150 grams. Done, right? So just get used to pre-tracking and then just measuring to that by just pop it, it's actually no different than just serving yourself normally. You're just doing it on top of a scale and every between every ingredient, you tap one button and then you do it again. Then you tap one button and you do it again. It's, it's, it's dead simple. People get so fucking worked up about all, oh, this is the, uh, the other problem is stop having dinners with like 17,000 fucking ingredients and seven, like, oh, I'm going to have a roast and then there's a potato bake and then there's crispy potatoes that we've done. People that mashed potatoes, like fucking six different types of potato at a dinner. You don't need that much. Right? <laughs> Just limit your ingredients. Simple, right? Simple food. Yeah. If you're trying to lose weight, keep things simple, stupid. Mm. Um, it's the kiss yeah. simple, right? So yeah. I, I think it's also... Some people, because it's not common sense to you and we don't look for it, we forget the easy ways to doing things. If you're trying to prep your food and you buy a kilo of chicken and you're having it over five days, or you don't have to weigh each of the days, just take a fifth of it and you're going to have 200 grams of chicken a day, right? You don't have to weigh any of it. Just like portion it out. Okay, that's 200 grams. Didn't have to weigh any of it. You could get a kilo of potatoes, a kilo of chicken, <clears throat> and uh, a kilo of broccoli, chop it all up, chuck it on a tray, pop it in as a one pan bake. Don't do it just like that, but cook the chicken, uh, you know, at a different uh, length as you would the potatoes uh, because they just won't taste as good. Uh, yeah, exactly. So chuck your potatoes in first, bring it out, then chuck your, uh, your um, chicken on, then your broccoli. But if you do that, you've just, you weighed the start, then you chopped it, then you cooked it. You know that each day you're having, you know, 200 grams of each of those and you don't have to weigh anything. It's just simple. It's done. And so it's like, look at the packets. If you're buying packets of ingredients and it has how, how much it's weighing, oh, do I have to measure all my rice? Oh, yeah, if you cook your rice, you do. But if you bought like a Sunrise family packet and you had mm. half the packet, then you look at the back, oh, the family packet says 250 grams. I had half the packet. You had 125 grams right? It's like, you just put that in. You don't have to measure everything. You have to measure some things. So, you know, if you're, you know, if you, you can't understand the weight of the meat, measure the meat. If you are, you're going carbohydrates as far as like pastas um, or potatoes, then yes, hundred percent measure the potatoes, you know, broccoli, it like, you know, if it looks like a fist of broccoli, like that's a cup guys. If you had a fist and a half of broccoli, that's not going to make you fat. Like it's, it's just not. If you had a fist and a half 
<coughs> of baked cheese broccoli. Um, yeah, well, maybe it would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So use common sense. Stop lying to yourself also. Like, so like with measuring your food, like a tablespoon of peanut butter, get it out, measure that shit if you're going to have peanut butter. And like, guys, if also it means you're not stopping by the local servo and having some dim sims or you're buying like chicken rolls from the local shop and then just finding the, the lowest, um, we use Keystone or MyFitnessPal, you just like chicken roll um, and you're going through Keystone or you're going through the, the MyFitnessPal and you're trying to find the lowest calorie possible one. And it says like 120 calorie chicken roll. Yeah, yeah, I had that one when it was like smothered in mayo and veg and all the salad and all the rest of it. It's like, it wasn't that. You had a, you had a sub um, and it was like 800 calories. So it's like when you're tracking, track properly or don't track. It's very simple, like track properly. So, you know, try and limit your, your takeout. I think that's a big thing when you're trying to measure your food. We want to limit our takeout. We want to consciously, you know, use the tear button on the measuring scales properly. We want to make sure we're tracking our fats and we want to make sure we're tracking our carbohydrates. And we buy, if we're buying the packaged meat, you buy it from there. Or if you're going to a local butcher, man, like ask him, go, hey, can I get a kilo of the extra lean beef mints? Can you put it into 200, four 250 gram bags for me? So he, they will do that. That's what the local butchers do. They want to look after you because they're a local butcher, right? So they'll split it out for you. <clears throat> you know, go to Coles and ask the lady behind Coles, can I get uh, some shaved ham, 10 serves in 50 gram bags? Don't do that. You're just an annoying bastard then. Uh, <laughs> don't do that at all. Um, yeah, exactly. So um, guys, that's what I would do. Like measuring your food, like you're going to lose an extra two kilos. Um, just by measuring our food and stop eating the dim sim, stop eating the Chico rolls, stop buying, you know, your burgers from the local place and choosing the lowest calorie burger. Um, you know, try to stay away from the fattier based foods and stay away from the 17 ingredient based dinners. Keep it like three to four ingredients or three ingredients plus some herbs and spices. Um, not the kernels ones, uh, but some actual proper, um, seasonings. So that's what I would do guys. But that is the five tips. If you actually do these five tips, you'll get shredded for summer. Okay, yes. absolutely shredded. There's a um a distinction I want to make between what we're talking about here and what we talked about a bit last week, which was the idea of um you know having a temporary goal and a temporary focus and having that be the reason why a lot of people don't get the result because they're not focused on the long-term transformation. There's a difference between taking a short-term strategy to achieve an outcome versus this being the whole reason it's like, oh, all I want to do is get shredded for someone. I don't actually want to make any lifestyle changes, right? Mm. Now, everyone's got different goals. There might be some guys, some dads are out there who are like, you know what? I'm not that far away from abs. I wouldn't mind getting my abs out for summer. All right, I want to just make a couple of changes just to get closer. But there's also going to be dads, well, look, I need to make fundamental lifestyle changes. And we're not saying any of these changes are going to be permanent or need to be permanent. They are a, a temporary, even if you're eating at maintenance right now, this is a temporary fuel on the fire kind of thing that you can do to even if you are a dad who's let's say for example you've hit your goal weight and you're like you're bouncing up and down a little bit maybe you've crept up a little bit this is an, again this could also be five strategies to rein it back in once you've started bouncing up again these are five different things that you could implement to bring the weight back down in a meaning like in a meaningful but you know controlled way over time if you have hit your goal and then you've started to rebound back up again feeling a bit fluffy all right you can bring it back again so it's all about understanding the intention with which you're going into any of these strategies. It's not like, oh, this is going to be my permanent solution. I have to do this forever to maintain no. it. No, this is a temporary 
you know, not the if back in the original Fast and the Furious, you know, hitting the NOS button to get that fucking shifting gears 15 times while you're going down a straight for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, you have to keep going from fourth to fifth over and over again. That apparently works. Um, I'm not going to pretend to understand those movies nowadays. They're fucking cuckoo. But um, you you need to differentiate between what is my long-term goal and my long-term outcome and what are some short-term strategies I'm putting in place in order to get to that result because then you don't need to continue this stuff forever. But no. it, is a, it is a short-term NOS boost to give you a bit of extra fat burning leading into whether it's a wedding or an event or a silly season and summer, whatever it might be for you. Um, it's just understanding that distinction and understanding that these are strategies that you can use um, in a variety of different circumstances. But for now, we're talking about getting shredded for summer. That's it. So guys, if you do want to get shredded for summer and you don't know what you're doing, you can go to, fit dad, go to fit-dad.club um, and book in a call. We can have a chat, see where you are, where you want to be and help you close the gap and coach you so you can get shredded for summer so you can feel great. And when this summer comes around, you're not going to hide behind a t-shirt um, because you don't want to take it off down the beach. Unless or, you're being sunspot. Exactly. Uh, with J- stay sun smart with Jace will get your top, you know, guns out, uh, suns out with me. Uh, so either way, guys, um, you, you could do either one. On the ad the other day, actually, on one of our Facebook ads um, is a picture of me and Jack's running. And we're running around the oval and he has his shirt off and I have my shirt off. And oh, someone was like that. hammering us. It's like, clearly that you want your child to get skin cancer because you are running with your top off. Like you're a crap dad. It's like, dude, like my son, one, he did have sunscreen on and like kids also do have to see the sun. Like, yeah. it, like it's, it's, so you have to understand there's sun and there's excess sun. Cause also if we don't see the sun, that is also bad for us. We have to get the sun touching our skin, um, especially in Tasmania. Um, so kudos and cheers to all those um, trolls out there hammering me about the, the way I parent. I, I do love it. I appreciate it. Sun and UV, right? All about <laughs> understand the difference. And the difference. You know, yeah. there's a, there's actually an interesting podcast I listen to random final aside where vitamin D is not considered an essential nutrient because they did research on it in uh, countries that were abundant in sunlight mm. and they had plenty of sun. Whereas if you're in a country or even an area of a country, like, you know, if you're in somewhere like the UK or in like, um, you know, some of those real Tasmania, you know, Tasmania, um, <laughs> if you're in Antarctica where you don't see the sun for six months, it is an essential nutrient, but it is, it is, it's a conditionally essential based on if you where see you enough. Yeah, where you yeah. live based on if you see enough sunlight. So, um, yes, it is important. No, it doesn't mean I'm not going to be ever taking my shirt off ever again uh, to get a little bit of sunshine. But, you know, a bit of sunscreen, you know, be sun smart, 10, help. 15 minutes. And then also check the UV. UV is going to be the most yeah. important thing. There's my, there's my final sun smart tip for everybody. Uh, Jace is also working for the Cancer Foundation now. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. So if you do want to help, Go to fit-dad.club. We'll jump on a call. We'll help you out. If you want to rate the podcast review or tell us what you want to talk about, um, comment below or share this with a friend who also could get shredded for summer. Or if you're a wife and you want your husband to get shredded for summer, share this with him. Uh, Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, So yeah, do that, guys. But do these tips. They're going to help you out. And But other than that, that's for me today, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Peace out from me and Jace. Laters. See you guys.